0: Love Hi. Talk Radio. Hi, this is Kathy Sipple, and you are listening to another episode of 219 Green Connect, where we explore fresh ideas and green living here in Northwest Indiana. And with me today, I'm really excited to have two special guests from Hoosier Interfaith Power & Light. I have Dori Chandler, who is based in, I believe, Indianapolis, And also Blake Gardner, who I've had the chance to work with lately, Um, going to school at Miami University in Ohio, which I'm also familiar with, having lived in that area for some time, but a native to Munster. So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Blake and Dory to let them give us a little background about the organization and, and just some of the news about what it means to have them here in the region. So welcome,
1: Thank you so much, Kathy. Thank you for having us uh, on the program today. Uh, so uh, my name is Jory Chandler, and I am the public policy director for an organization called Hoosier Interfaith Power and Light. And we uh, are basically the Indiana faith community's response to climate change. And we bring together Hoosiers of all different faiths, philosophies, and spiritualities to promote renewable energy, energy conservation, and efficiency, as a response to climate change. We believe that's our moral imperative. So we were founded in 2011 by various members of faith across Indiana, and uh, we are actually part of a, a national organization called Interfaith Power and Light. And HIPPLE has affiliates and congregations across Indiana. Uh, that work on these projects and work on these these various programs, and we support them in those efforts. So uh, we have affiliates in Evansville and Kokomo, Bloomington, Indianapolis, Fort Wayne. And um, what we do is, through our workshops and through our educational opportunities, provide congregations and their members ways to help make our communities more resilient in the face of a changing climate and also how to respond to uh, public policy needs at the state house. Um, so I'll um, I'll turn it now to Blake, uh, and he can share a little bit about how we uh, start that process in, in congregations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, um, so one of the main ways that
2: we see to interact and start engagements with um, congregations throughout the state is by – um, promoting our green team program and our green teams are essentially groups within congregations that promote um, energy saving um, practices and sustainable um, sustainable sustainable measures within their congregation and help help us advocate for some of these um, for some bills um, and different um, policies within the state house and um, all within um, Indiana as a whole, and so we are looking to connect with green teams and um, prom- provide for support for whatever uh, initiative they're they they, were see- they they're seeking to start, whether that's a um, uh, food garden or whether that's a putting solar panels on their um, congregation in hopes to reduce their um, fossil fuel usage. Um, so we support all these different programs, and Um, we, we try to engage with as many different communities as possible, um, so we can start a connection, um, to this faithful response to fighting climate change.
0: Great. And, you know, it dawns on me that we haven't told people how to reach you, so I, I have your website up in front of me right now and you do indeed have a lot of programs, uh, probably more than we may be able to cover. So I'd love to just give a shout out for your website real quick. So that's Hoosier, I-P, like power, L, like light, <laughs> dot org. And <laughs> I think you're going to see a lot of information there. Um, yeah, let's, let's talk about, you said you like to connect with green teams. Would those be, are, is that something that a lot of faith communities already have in place, or do you kind of help people get those up and running as well?
1: So we do have uh, green teams basic uh, workshop. Uh, Blake, were you going to step in there? And...
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, um, yeah, that's a great question. We, we have workshops to start new green teams for congregations who may not be as familiar um, with HIPPLE, but there's also um, green teams or um, teams that we may not know of that aren't really affiliated with us that we would like to support in their, in their actions. So, yeah, that's, that's all I really wanted to add.
0: Thank you. Yeah, so I'm curious. Um, I know you're you're somewhat new up here in the region. Is is that right? Do Do you have any um, communities that you're working with yet? Because I know you're you're just a little bit new in this role.
2: Yeah, so we're um, currently in the process of a few congregations. Um, the region is a very special place with um, lots of. That can be made, but there's very um, thoughtful individuals who are. And we, and I'm realizing this as, um, as, as I'm finding all these, connecting with all these congregations. Um, for example, um, the Progressive Community Church in Gary, Indiana, um, they have a huge um, community garden where they help. Um, they help reduce the problems of having a food desert in their community and um, sh- share the produce with, with congregants. And um, so I'm finding that there's a lot of action in the region. We, we just want to provide that extra support and um, also act, um, ha- act as a forum w- for which um, these communities can share ideas and learn from other communities from Fort Wayne, Evansville, Indianapolis, um, so yeah, there there's a lot of work to be that has been done, but there's also um more work that can be done as well because as a group, um, we as a cohesive group we're much more powerful in um in, in achieving our goals.
0: Great, thank you. And Blake, I hate to add this technical bit, but a few times you had cut out just a little bit. I don't know if it's possible to move to a space where you've got a, a like stronger signal, but I don't want to miss a word. I'm sure listeners don't either. But whatever you can do, I know we all manage with the technology we have, <laughs> but anyway, what what other programs are important for people listening uh, to know about that you do, and, and what do you think would be a good first step if, if um, somebody belongs to a faith community and they're wondering how they can engage with you or how to bring it you know, to their to their congregation To give it consideration What would be a good first step
1: Well, So uh, I'll step in there um, I would say um, So in addition We, we have the, the very practical Hands on uh, In your congregation Programming So that's how to start a green team, or how to use energy prudently uh, with your congregation. Um, also, a, a, a sort of training on uh, for clergy on how to talk about uh, climate change within your within your congregation. Um, and then we we also do a lot of advocacy work at the state house, and that's that's primarily the work that I do. And there are so many ways for folks to get involved in that level. So. Um, a lot of the, the policy uh, legislation that we get behind is um, is to support renewable energy uh, to make our communities and our congregations more resilient um, so that they can continue to be the places of support and community gatherings that, that we know that they are, um, and also so that their congregations and congregants can do the same in their homes. Um, so a couple of examples of that are... Um, Legislation around uh, uh, solar legislation. So um, there's something called net metering, which is um, where a person can put uh, the uh, the ability of their they can put solar panels on their house, and then they can connect to the grid. And net metering allows you to put back energy on the grid when you're producing more than you need, or take energy back from the grid when when you need a little bit. Um, and so Hippo, we support that. Um, because it allows for us as individuals to produce energy and to be part of the solution. Um, and so we advocate for those kind of policies at the Statehouse because we know it's important that that we can um, be self-sufficient in that way and also help one another and help build, build a, a resilient grid. Um, and another kind of legislation that we do is we work a lot with um, the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission, and we try to prevent um, utility rate hikes um, because many of us are struggling to pay for our bills, our utility bills, and um, and we know that um, that a lot of these measures are unequal, that there are unequal power dynamics, that they're also, um, you know, utilities uh, make. Large amounts of profit at the expense of utility payers and rate payers, and so we try to protect uh, Indiana utility rate payers um, through, um, you know, protecting the the uh, poor people and and communities um, that don't really have uh, the ability to advocate on those issues. So uh, congregations can can also get involved in um, advocating for those moral voices and those. Um, those really powerful messages that we need to send to our local legislators um, at the state state house and city council, and let them know that these are issues that we really care about.
0: Very cool. And you know, I think it's great that you're doing this. Number one, but especially doing it through, you know, the faith angle. Uh, people are used to it being sort of a partisan issue sometimes, or it's seen to be. Mm-hmm. But I just love that, you know, the positioning on your website says, you know, caring for creation's health is integral to spiritual life and social justice and you know few reminders from all various different world religions about what their faith tradition does say about creation care. So I think that's so interesting because you really provide a fresh you know, fresh approach where people aren't being asked, you know, to vote along party lines, but just this is something that we owe <laughs> our creator. Would, would you agree? Is that like what most people involved with you, they're, they're actually in it for those reasons?
1: Uh, I think that that's exactly it. I mean, ultimately um, we are people that walk the earth alongside each other and we want to find ways to do that uh, in ways that connect us to one another, maybe to higher Powers, or or to um, uh, to our own our own uh, spiritual identities and um, and ethical identities, and we also want to do that in a way that's just and caring, and um, and so we base this work, and and I personally come from it um, from a faith tradition that calls us to be stewards and partners um, in this work of of creation, um, to not just appreciate it or enjoy it but to, to be partners and make it a better and more beautiful place. Um, and there's so much beauty around us, and uh, both in, in environment and also in the in people that we work with. And I think HIPPLE, our work is to elevate that and to say, you know, we're not just creating, we're not just doing renewable energy or community gardens um, just for the sake of, of those actions, but we're doing it because it really does, uh, it does elevate us to a, a beautiful space, a beautiful plane of, of existence where um, it, it's, it's creating a world that's, um, that's just more beautiful and more connected um, to one another. So um, no matter what faith tradition you come from or, um, or philosophy, uh, I think we can all get behind a lot of those messages.
0: Thank you. I just wanted to go there to make sure that we did, you know, underscore that, that that's really what makes you different. But I do want to acknowledge you've mentioned, you know, advocacy at the state house a few times. And I don't know if you recall, but I actually was giving uh, some comments. (laughs) I think it was last, last fall. I don't remember exactly when it was, but you were there. And I think we sat next to each other. And you just, you did do a great job. And when you spoke on behalf of, all of the different, you know, faith denominations that you represent. It, it is powerful. It really is. So when people work together, you know, your, your voice does make a big, big impact. Well, what, what else would either of you like to share about, you know, your work, either what brought you to it, what you get out of it, or what you're excited, you know, that's coming down the pike?
1: Uh, so I do, I do think we want to share a little bit about, um, uh, specifically, uh, the face climate voter initiative. Um, Blake, you may, may you want to share a little bit about that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So our face climate voter initiative is, um, w- we're trying to underscore the importance of, um, thinking about environmental justice. Um, and it, we believe that it's been, it's been on the back burner for a while, um, in the, whole, in the whole world of um, the um, environmental issues, it's often not thought about. And um, we, we, given the current time and um, the, the long time waiting, we feel like it needs to be addressed. And um, we are reaching out to voters and our followers um, to consider the environmental justice aspects um, of issues when they go to the, the polls to vote this coming fall. And um, one way that we are trying to um, invoke this sense of um, this, this sense of importance is by talking to various leaders and um, people who are knowledgeable um, within these communities about the um, importance of environmental justice. And um, we will be posting these um, a series of videos and interviews the next few weeks about um, why environmental justice is so important and something that should be considered when we go to the polls in the fall, regardless of um, what political party you are it 's something that should be considered um, so we are we are trying to focus that on that, and it 's also part of a larger national um, push by the interfaith power and light groups as um, it 's a very topical issue given. Um, given the current situation and um, issues going on. So so that is one um, project that we are working on th- this upcoming um, fall and late, late summer. And another project we have is called the Growing Faith Initiative. And um, for congregations who may not be able to afford um, solar panels or, or who may not um, be able to do these large scale grand vision projects, um, we, we want to, have an entry point from for which they can interact with us, and um, that would be by just planting either um, a vegetable vegetable gardens like to help the na- to help the community um, like the progressive community church and Gary or by planting um, native prairie gardens for pollinators um, just something small but yet effective that um, that that they can do to um, interact with our organization. And um, that is called the Growing Faith Initiative as we seek to grow our faith communities through that initiative. Um, so those are two projects that I'm working on and um, I'm very excited about um, moving on into the late summer and into the fall.
1: And I also, um, thank you, I also want to plug um, our, our uh, one of our programs that's uh, continuing and, and uh, expanding, which is our Energy Stewards um, and our Thriving Faith Congregations Program, and this is um, the Thriving Faith Communities Program, which is the idea that um, we can help congregations start on the process of reducing their energy usage um, by 25%. And uh, one of the ways that we do that is help track and coach uh, congregations on um, how to how to reduce energy. So you can check out uh, both of those programs on our on our website as well. And,
0: you know, I love that you're giving people kind of easy steps that are not terribly expensive, you know, to get started and begin participating. And then I also believe I saw on your website and just that I've, you know, read around the way that, you know, sometimes obviously installing solar can be expensive up front, but is there generally a cost savings for uh, congregations who are able to do that eventually?
1: Yes. Yes, exactly. That um, I, you can you can start with efficiency, energy efficiency programs, which um, we also help connect uh, congregations to to different ways to, to do that. Whether that's sealing your building um, and and taking small steps to to um, change the light bulbs, all the way to installing solar and seeing cost savings and energy savings that way as well. Um, Many congregations we've worked with have seen pretty dramatic uh, decreases in their energy usage, and then they can then put that money into further projects similar to those or to other programs that they want to to run.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm, this is a crazy idea. We haven't talked about this in advance, so this might be way off base. But um, do you know if churches ever participate in something called like Eco Challenge? Are you aware of that Eco Challenge platform? Where you can like challenge uh, I, teams yeah. to see how how well you're doing it. All the stuff you just mentioned.
1: I, I think that that programs like that are fabulous, and I know different um, uh, communities. I know that the Catholic community is currently working with the archdiocese here in, in Indianapolis uh, to to help different uh, Catholic churches kind of. Um, work together and maybe a little uh, competitive nature to, to reduce their energy usage. Um, I've heard of, of different denominations doing similar things. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're uh, all for that. And um, and we do have, through the Energy Stewards platform, we do have a way that you can check your your uh, energy savings compared with other uh, communities in Indiana as well. Um, Very cool. and, and kind of see
0: that, yeah. Yeah, I figured you, you probably did. I, You know, I led a team, and it was just an online team through the region, and it was just really cool to see how, you know, people who were participating would be inspired by somebody else trying something that got them some points, but of course it's all about your whole team getting points. That might be a competitive right. spirit to bring into the faith, you know, arena, but it hey, if you can make it fun, competitive and it helps the earth, <laughs> I say why not? Okay. You know, and and what, one reason I call my show two Green Connect is because I feel like I'm in a place where I get to talk to a lot of people who are doing, you know, great things and so I'm always verbally trying to connect the dots and just you know Try to see, like, do you know this person? Do they know you? And an- another thing I'm kind of excited about that's new here in Indiana is, um, gosh, carbon neutral Indiana? Have you guys run into Daniel Pointer at all?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I know he's been trying to do some outreach up here to get, you know, um, businesses and even individual households to be carbon neutral. And I just wondered if that was something that, you know, was kind of bleeding over into churches as well, or, you know, synagogues or places of worship, I should say. Um, So anyway, you know, whether you have or haven't, I'm just, again, always trying to connect the dots. And then I I know that I think Blake is involved with Citizens Climate Lobby, and I I think you are too. Is that right, Tori? Uh,
1: Yeah, I just um, transitioned out of the role of of the Indiana Statewide co coordinator of Citizens Climate Lobby, and... um, we at HEPL are very supportive of national carbon pricing uh, and, and various mechanisms, in, including um, uh, carbon credits. But um, we, we also, um, so focusing specifically on, on the carbon fee, um, we're, we're looking for ways to hold folks and, and the market really accountable for the emissions. Um, so a carbon fee um, basically says that there's an externality that has um, that, that's fossil fuels and the carbon that it burns, and that we just need to incorporate that into the true true cost of of the emissions. Um, but what I really like about the this Citizens Climate Lobby policy is that um, there's a dividend that comes back directly to American households to help pay for any increase in energy costs, uh, and so. Uh, Hipple as a board has endorsed that policy because it protects low and middle income families um, from any increase in, in energy costs, while also shifting uh, that that energy um, usage will reduce our energy usage by by 40%. So it's a it's a pretty incredible policy, um, and uh, we're we're excited about um, about seeing that move forward on the national level.
0: I'll totally agree. I did go to one of their trainings when they were new here, and I I agree that optimally it, that's where the <laughs> the burden should should be. And you know, I love the dividend. Um, and you know, I know that it sh- shouldn't be on individual households, but I I probably will still get certified as a carbon neutral household. Just you know, just to get people thinking about it. If they see a sign and you know, carbon neutral wasn't even on somebody's brain, you know, that I'd I'd love to just get that conversation started if it's a possibility. And I love that you're helping people with the, you know, prairie gardens. I actually just took up all of my turf grass in the front yard this year during my COVID staycation (laughs) and planted, um, you know, kind of a little micro prairie. And it's just such a lovely thing to see when I come home, seeing, you know, just yesterday I saw, you know, butterflies and bees all, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't even have to get out of my vehicle when I saw them. There were were so many. So it's just, you know, even a small act can can do a big, you know, especially in aggregate, these small acts can really be a big thing. Well, it's just really cool to have you guys here, and um, yeah, sorry if I threw you about other things you're involved in. But I'll tell you what, now I feel like I can with integrity tag all of these people that I've, <laughs> that I've uh, <laughs> talked about and then maybe they'll share on their on their social feeds as well and we'll get you, you know, the word spread out a little bit more. So what is it that you need right now to be, you know, more successful and to get your message out to more people? If people are hearing this, what can we do to help you boost your signal?
1: Uh, so, that's a great question. Yeah, go ahead, Lee.
0: So one of the biggest things that I think
2: um, um, can be done by people listening um, who think that – who believe in this um, mission that we have in our organization, um, one of the biggest things they can do is to um, follow us on Facebook, um, interact with us, like, share, all that good stuff. But also um, don't don't hesitate to um, learn more about one of the programs that we have if one of them um spikes interest in you and um contact us um we have plenty of plenty of um, forms that you can fill out for each program and so if you find a program that really interests you talk to your congregation about it and um email us and we can maybe um talk to your congregation about um a specific program that you guys might be interested in and we can work with you there and if you already have a green team reach out to us. We'll, we um, would love to support you and um, your green initiatives that you have currently.
0: Sounds good. Blake, a while back you were looking for opportunities to even, you know, speak at, at uh, faith communities. Is that something you're still trying to get set up? Yeah. So um,
2: if your congregation is interested, I can, um, we can speak to you. Um, I, I don't know. With all the COVID stuff going on, we, might be able to, a Zoom might be more preferred. Zoom call. We would, yeah. be happy,
0: yeah.
2: we would be happy to talk to you. Um, and we, have, we actually have workshops coming up that um, you, you can learn from, and um, they're, they're all free, and you can interact with us that way too. Um, we actually have one this upcoming Tuesday on August 4th um, called Beyond the Ballot Box, Values-Based Investing. So that, that's just a workshop on how to um, invest as a conversation or as an individual um, with sustainability and um, social responsibility in mind. Um, yeah, so that would be the 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 main um, either workshops or just um, reaching out to us and um, inquiring if we could come and talk to you um, in your congregation. Okay. I don't know, well, we
0: Dory. Did you have anything else?
1: Uh, that that sounds great. Yeah, I just echo that.
0: Okay, cool. And we gave people the website, but do you want to give it one more time? And is there any um, general email, or can they, is there a contact form on the website? What's the best way that they could reach either of you?
1: Um, so you can you can reach me at uh, dorychandler at HoosierIPL.org. Um, you can uh, visit our website, HoosierIPL.org, uh, for additional information. Um, there's a contact form there. Um, also, by sending us a Facebook message. Um, Really, any of those platforms should work.
0: Great. Well, I will pop those links in the show notes too, just in case you are somebody that's listening to this online. Um, I'm trying to make it easy for you to find and not have to do much Googling. But I really appreciate both of you being here. We're almost at the end of our time together. It always goes so fast, <laughs> and I invite you back You know, anytime if you have updates in your programming or any other special news that you'd like to share. You can see it really goes pretty quickly. Uh, but we're, we're just grateful to have you here in the region, and I know you're going to do great things, and uh, glad to help you spread the word. So well, thanks, Dory. Yeah, thanks thank you break. very much for having us, Kathy. Thank
1: you so much for having us.
0: Yeah, you're, you're very welcome. Well, this has been another episode of 219 Green Connect, and we hope, to not have such a gap between now and the next episode. So if you know somebody who has a great story of sustainability, fresh ideas, any of those great things that are happening in northwest Indiana, please uh, tell them to contact me, Kathy, K-A-T-H-Y, at 219greenconnect.com, and I'll be happy to help tell their story on this show as well. That's all for now.